Welcome to Two Girls Who Read, a podcast where we discuss, sometimes calmly, sometimes not, the most popular topics troubling or entertaining the readers of the 21st century. The book community on TikTok has grown and expanded so much that now on the social media app, the hashtag BookTok has over 1 billion views. With fame comes followers and opinions, which the BookTok community has plenty of. Us, your co-hosts, Lily Hope and Olivia Grace dive into a new book-related topic each episode. Let us know your thoughts on our podcast episode's topic on our podcast, TikTok, at Two Girls Who Read Podcast, where you can also find exclusive behind-the-scenes clips from our unreleased episodes. Also, if you're feeling really nice, check out our individual TikToks at The Book Readers and at It's Olivia Grace underscore. Now, with all that said, let's get right into today's topic, reacting to fan theories about our favorite book series hey guys so there might be some like minor spoilers in today's episode if there is going to be any major spoilers we will make sure to put a spoiler warning what it's applicable applicable that's so smart i mean i'm just trying to add some big kid words to the podcast <laughs> let's add a little bit of spice <laughs> <laughs> okay let's get into it okay so hello lily hi hello i feel like we never say hi when we do this we just like get straight into it we're just I too don't know excited if that's weird for podcasts like usually whenever i listen to a co-host podcast they're like hello everybody but i find it all good because i'm like shut up you all would already said hello off camera exactly but anyway but yeah hello. exactly hi which franchise do, do we want to do first i don't know i think we should alternate some franchises because why not oh just make it a big jumble a big yeah. mess yeah a big old mess yeah should we I want to, I feel like I need to get something off my chest before we begin real quickly about oh. the fact that last night, the, today's podcast topic or this podcast's organization skills have really just decreased and the bar for it is on the floor, everyone, because in mm. the, when we first started this podcast, it was like we had like weeks ahead of us planned out in terms of topics. We are like, okay, we're going to do this and then we'll do this and then we'll do this. Last night, Lily and I were on the phone until for me like 10 p.m for her like 1 a.m no it and was like three the... in the morning olivia <laughs> oh oh i see <laughs> well sorry about that um <laughs> and anyway we get to the end of being on the phone for like so long and then we literally look at each other and we go all right we have to film like a podcast tomorrow. What are we talking we should about? Think of something to talk about. We should but think these of are always the funnest episodes, and I just know today is going to be fun because we have some such good theories. Because I obviously yeah. found some fan theories online for us to react to, but we also have some of our own theories that I feel like would be fun to share with just like you guys. Because like, oh yeah, obviously like I know me and Olivia's theories, but like they don't know them, so like I feel like that could also mm. be fun. So we've got so much fun things. That's yeah, so, very very. I'm true. not even mad. Okay, cool. Well, I want to get straight into the Akita ones just because there's so many. There's and so Sarah many. Mass, so many and Sarah J Mass, like she's queen of foreshadowing and so oh, it's sure. led to a, it's led to a fandom that is so obsessive that literally they take a quote and they blow it so much out of proportion it's so entertaining well and I think also because there's so many more Akatar books that are coming out whereas like her other series mm-hmm. um like Throne They're of Glass done. is done and there's not really anything else that you can like theorize I guess um yeah. however with Akita there's so much so um there's yeah so do you want to do you want to read us one? Oh, I would be honored okay so this one was really cool I found it off of tumblr and it says crackpot Akita theory okay if this is the same one I have I'm going to be mad but it's okay continue <sighs> suck it up Okay, Okay, I think it probably is the same one. Pharaoh is a descendant of an old, powerful fairy bloodline. Or, 
Pharaoh is the reincarnation of an ancient fairy. Sounds ridiculous, right? Okay, this is, not the, one that, this is not the one that I had, so good, good, good. Oh. Continue. Okay, good. This is actually cool, though. Like, okay. for starters, she, this one has points, too. Like, she really went off. Oh. For starters, there was a scene where Amarantha, a fairy who, oh, spoilers for the entire Akatar series, a fairy who'd been around for a very long time first learned of Feyre's name, Feyre, an old name from our earlier dialects. Mass wouldn't just throw that in unintentionally, she says. I mean, I can see that. Before That's even cool. meeting, yeah, it was cool. There's so many, and then it's like she has a lot of points, but I feel like these ones are my favorite. So it'll be like before even meeting Amara and Thorny at the high faith, Pharaoh dreamt of someone murdering her while asking for her identity. I've mm-hmm. completely forgot about this. My dreams had been filled with something. A pale, faceless woman dragging her blood-red nails across my throat, splitting me open bit by bit. She kept asking for my name, but every time I tried to speak, my blood bubbled. And I forgot about that. Nesta, Feyre's sister by blood, was able to resist Tamlin's glamour. That has got to go somewhere. Like that, Yeah, for sure. That was cool. We still don't know what that was. She was like, I had iron on it. And I was like, sweetie, that's not it. And then... <laughs> <laughs> you dumb, dumb little girl <laughs> um, was able to resist Tamlin's glamour without using any relics. Apparently, an iron will is all it takes to keep a glamour from digging in. Or apparently, and then she put it. Or apparently, their bloodline is immune to certain fairy powers because they too host those abilities. Um, and so yeah. Oh, and then once Pharaoh claims her high fae body, this scene happened shortly after. He bowed at the waist, those wings vanishing entirely, and, and began... Oh, maybe this is... No. that This was written when Akatar first came out, so this doesn't count. She put the scene where Resand... We later find out Resand realised, like, they were, like, mates a little bit. Uh, like, I it see. snapped into place. She put that I in see. there, but... The okay. other stuff was cool though, so that was that all is of cool. That. I never, I would have never thought of something like that honestly, but that's cool. Like I could genuinely actually see that. Like I don't know if Sarah would develop anything like that, but I feel like there's definitely some things in there that like I could definitely I mean, it's see. Random, yeah, it's it's really cool. I thought it was cool. Like when I read it, it makes sense in my opinion. I feel yeah. like. She could... I completely forgot about this, like, dream thing that she had. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's a lot of... I, th- I feel like she does a lot of weird things with dreams, this Sarah. Like, even, like, Reese yes. having dreams about Farah, like, before they even met, right? Like, mm. so that was kind of interesting. And then, like, I don't know. I'm just... She does a lot of weird things with dreams, and she always brings them back. So I feel yeah. like it probably means something like more than you know she's letting on yeah i mean i think it's cool that this is all pointed out because it gives me it really like solidifies for me that like fairest stories and finish and it's still got somewhere to go which is really cool yeah i like the um, idea of that for sure because i feel like everyone's assuming that like Feyre's story is completely over despite the fact that sarah has been like no there's still more to Feyre and reese's story like it's not just sunshine and rainbows mm. like everyone thinks it is like so i think that would be a really cool addition to their storyline yeah mm. we love that yeah well, i yeah i think that theory was cool Approved. Approved. So, approved. <laughs> feel like there needs to be like a little ding. <laughs> so did you want to go I next? D- I did. Thank you so much for offering. Um, no problem. So this one I saw on Tumblr as well. And mm-hmm. I was very interested. So this is kind of a storyline that they think is going to get developed in A Court of Silver Flames. Oh, and I fun. honestly, I don't know how I feel about this, but I'm going to read it all out and then maybe I'll hear it more. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So basically the premise of the theory is that Elaine and Nesta are both witches instead of Fae. <laughs> Wait, who is this? Nesta and Elaine. And this hmm. theory came about after this person read Crescent City. 
So Sarah oh. J. When in, in Crescent City, Sarah J. Moss spells out in the book that witches are seers, healers, and warriors in their world, which sounds like how she described Nesta and the Lane, often in Akatar. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're also, witches are also known for innovating magic, which remember Reese remembering their power and innovation in Prithian. And then they have human backgrounds, even though they're considered fae, which is interesting. Hmm. Yeah. And then it says, Nesta and Elaine have part of the Dark Mother and the Mother's magic respectfully, and will go in a way to work to balance each other. The cauldron is tied to the mothers in Akatar. According to the legend, the mother poured in the contents of the cauldron to create Prithian. So basically, this is just going into that they got all this dark magic from the cauldron. Um, the mother had a counterpart called the Dark Mother, which created darker creatures, like the surreal and like things like that. And I'm assuming, like, she hasn't really talked about witches in Akatar, but I'm assuming that that would kind of be associated mm. and then uh, i think yeah just wait it's honestly not done. oh i see i see it's not done there's more um oh, wait, there's more so then it's basically saying that nesta and elaine are two sides of the same coin equals that they balance each other out for prithian they grew up close to each other and they were quote-unquote like made together like in the cauldron and then there's the whole thing of hybron's death as well where it, it Elaine stabs him in the neck, but Nesta finishes him off, like, ultimately. And then that really appeals to one sister being the all-powerful one. Ooh. And then, anyway, so that's the theory. I think it's kind of neat, especially we know Sarah. Sarah likes the witch storyline. Yeah, she does. She likes to use that one. Yeah. I... It's so fascinating. That two sides of the same coin, I swear she has used that to describe Nesta and Elaine. Yeah, like so many times. And I feel like Nesta and Elaine just have like, they have a really weird connection. And I feel like they did even in Akatar as well. Like, I don't know why, but their interactions never seemed normal, like ever. Like, maybe that's a good point. That's actually cool. But then... I guess it could still work, but the only thing I was thinking, I was like, but they're literally fake. Like, they have pointy ears. Like, that's not... Witches in Throne of Glass don't have pointy ears, but I'm like, it's a new yeah, world. Yeah, but it's so a new world. Could just sprinkle in, sprinkle it in there. Well, the thing yeah. that I, I kind of thought of that, too, I'm like, yeah, but they were made fake. But then, like, also, like... It did say maybe that, like, they, they had... Maybe witches who were made fake. Like, maybe they were already witches. Well, way. and the other thing is, too, is, like... Yeah, we know they have, like, the pointy ears and stuff, but remember, like, Nesta never really let anyone, like, investigate her or Elaine, like, any of those, like, weird doctors Farah tried to bring in to, like, see what was wrong with them? So, really, nobody's ever actually taken a look at their powers and investigated, like, what they were, you know what I mean? Yeah, true. Maybe like Maybe that's why, like, that could be, I don't know, we're just going into it. But maybe that could be a big reason why Nesta's so protective of Elaine, because it's like... They're both witches. <laughs> yeah, because maybe there was, like, a gene that maybe, like, her mom had or something, but only... And Nesta had it, but then Feyre didn't have it, so Nesta maybe... No, Feyre's the youngest. Yeah, Feyre's right? so the youngest. Nesta had it, and then Elaine had it, and then Feyre didn't have it, and so she was like, oh my god. She was left out. She was left out. Maybe that was, like, a big reason. I don't know. Why? I just feel like Elaine know. and Nesta have a super weird relationship where I feel like sometimes they're, like, super close and Nesta's super protective over her. And then other times where I feel like Nesta, like, not couldn't give two shits about Elaine, but, like, couldn't give two shits about Elaine. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I feel like it was, like, that was something I found really weird reading, like, the whole series was the idea that sometimes, like, you know, like... Nesta and like was so protective over Elaine and was like this fierce protector and then other times she just like didn't care and I was like what is this weird relationship you guys have like I don't get it I mean we're definitely missing a few key pieces of information there yeah Um, for sure yeah for sure but I don't know I just think like 
for me, Nesta is just one big question mark. Like, even, like, her powers, her personality. Like, what even are her powers? Like, Emran knows what her powers are. But Emran and Nesta aren't even friends anymore. So it's like, I don't know if she's going to be telling anyone anytime soon. It's just, she's just like a big what the heck. That sums it up. <laughs> and as Elaine, I feel like it's a bit more obvious. It's like, well, she can tell the future. But Nessa yeah. is like, what the fuck does she even do? Like, <laughs> what is she doing? She did all that, like, spiritual, like, freaking mental work with Emberin. And we just had no idea what was going on. Every time I read one of those chapters, I was like, okay. 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 Keep up. Okay, keep it up. Okay, I have a theory. It's also for Akatara. We'll probably move on from Akatara in a, in a hot sec. Like, okay, yeah. all right, go ahead. But this one made me like gasp. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and if so, the theory is Emran is part Valg. Like that's what she was. Like part oh, Valg. Like from and, Throne of Glass. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And this is where it gets cool. And the Book of Breathings is written in word markings. <gasps> Isn't that so That's cool? That's so cool. Oh, I... Then wow. can we assume... Oh, already? And then can we assume the bone carver's questions about death lead us to believe that maybe when people die, they're reborn in another universe. Also, bone carver equals sin eater god. Like, I don't know. I think it's really cool. interesting. I 100%. And then this could also add on, I'm connecting dots. This could also add on to the to the way that like Feyre is able to potentially like understand the book of breathings cuz she's like a reincarnated like ancient fey because she like understands like the ancient word marking language or whatever. Well, that could explain something. And the other thing too, like I'm not saying that like oh like I'm not saying that the, like, we were just talking about the whole witch thing. And I'm not saying mm. the witches would be the same in Actars there and Throne of Glass. Like, gotta separate these franchises. But, like, in <laughs> Throne of Glass, the witches, the what the witches are, is they're a fae breathed with a vogue, right? Mm. And so, like, that would mean, like, Nesta and Elaine, like, if that theory held true, was, like, also part vogue. And I wonder if that's why, like, her and Amor got along so well. Because they're both, like... Maybe. Not like, you have a demon inside you, too. Like. <laughs> yeah. Well, not like and that. Like, and, then like, like... and then, like, Feyre comes in and she's like, oh, I have some demons, too. No, 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 I don't think you understand. <laughs> we don't have, like, a literal demon inside of us. No, like, it's not, like, a literal demon in the sense of, like... No, I get what you mean. It just was, like, they were breeded with... Yes. Yes. Just insert like insert disturbing Queen of Shadows storyline here. It's, no, it's not like that. I think you're missing I think you're missing the fact that like the witches were like bred like by a vog like thousands and thousands of years ago. They didn't like mm-hmm. continue breeding with Vog to keep having witches. Oh, okay, got it. Got because it. like for example, like minor well there's some queen of shadows spoilers here so if you ever read queen of shadows but like even like astrin had that baby with that human right Mm. and i know that like manon's mentioned that like a lot of the times like they have witches because like witches will like breed with like a human male Mm -hmm. sometimes um and so it's not like they're like it's like they're like really long descendants of the vlog long story short okay Cool. Well, but I feel like I need yeah. to clear that up. I feel like you were really getting the wrong idea there of what I was trying to say. I wasn't trying to call them demons. <laughs> I see. Okay. You see. Well, I think I like I that mean, theory. I approve. I very much approve of that theory. That's actually uh, that's how I'm seeing it from now on. I go. Oh actually, God. it would make so much sense. And, yeah, 100%. And I feel like it would, like, I feel like it would be a decision that maybe, like, Sarah J. Mass didn't really think that much about. She was just like, oh, ancient language. Yeah, that's, I'll just make it a book of word keys. But, like, she wouldn't describe it as that. 
So yeah. the fact that someone's picked up on this, I think it's I think it's true. Honestly, I don't even think this. I w- is fair. Yeah, honestly, I can honestly I would I wouldn't be surprised if like Sarah like never actually confirmed it, but just kept giving more and more clues. Yeah, I'm sure she does stuff and she doesn't even realize that she's doing it and doesn't realize that it's like a big deal for us. We <laughs> just like, oh yeah, that w- that's connected, and we're like, oh my god, it's incredible. Oh my god, just incredible. Um, okay, well, I have some Throne of Glass theories. Fun. Sprinkle it. Sprinkle in some new. Sprinkle it in there. So, I know I've told you about this theory before, but I actually wanted to, like, read it because I didn't actually read it to you. Okay. But basically, it's this theory that someone put together on Pinterest about, like, if Manon and Dorian are mates or not. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, I'll read you the clues, and I'll see if you agree or not. Yes. So, there was a quote that was basically like, or not a quote, sorry, but basically, Aelin asks Rowan in Air of Fire about mates, and the mention that it is impossible to hurt your mate comes up when they talk, right? In Air of Fire. By the way, Throne of Glass spoilers, if that wasn't already implied. Um, yes. And then it's like Manon and Dorian also follow that pattern of l- never letting the other one get hurt. Like Manon acts without thinking when she saves Dorian from, you don't know that scene yet because you're not done the series, <laughs> um, <laughs> having made no conscious decision to do so. She is shocked at her own actions. Likewise, Dorian does the same thing to save her multiple times, instinctively throwing up a shield around her when Rowan drops his guard around Manon. Then Rowan smiles and Aelin notices that it's a test. A test for what? Well, Manon infamously mentions that Aelin um, and Rowan are mates. It is very possible Rowan realizes and theorizes that Manon is Dorian's. And basically he was testing to see if, like, Dorian would let her get hurt pretty much. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, because it's mentioned that, like, so, like, Rowan drops his guard around Manon and then when Dorian, like, puts his up, like, Rowan kind of, like, smirks a little bit or whatever. Wait, what do you mean drops his guard a bit? Like, like he was, like, protecting mean? her from something. Like, he kind of had, like, a shield up around her. No, I get it, but what did Rowan do? Did he just breathe and then Dorian was like, oh my god. No, 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 he, like, dropped the protective shield. Oh. Oh, so, okay, let me just, I'm kind of confused. Okay, I so see. So, Rowan had, like, a shield, like, a little air shield around everyone. Like and a- then when he dropped it, Dorian instantly put one just around Manon. No, 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 no. Like, Manon was, like, doing something dangerous. And then, like, Rowan was like, oh, I'll protect her with, like, this little air shield or whatever. Like, it wasn't a shield around everyone. Mm. Oh, it was just her. And then yeah. Rowan... Like, and then stopped. Rowan took it away, and then Dorian replaced like, it. instantly, and, like, Rowan, there was, like, a little scene, like, I think the chapter was from, like, Aelin's point of view, if I remember correctly, and she yeah. kind of, like, looked at Rowan and was, like, basically, like, what the hell? And Rowan, like, smirked and at Rowan, her, and Rowan, like, smirked at her. Rowan always know the tea? Rowan always like, knows the tea! And then Aelin's, that. like, and then Aelin's, like, oh my god, that was a test. Anyway, there's a little bit more to the theory. Um, but that was the main part, but That's it basically cool. says Manon also paralli- parallels her experience with Dorian to Astrin's experience with the hunter, asking Astrin what love is, only to immediately go seek out Dorian right after. Um, mm-hmm. And then basically there's just the classic example of when he was possessed by the Volk, like he comes to himself and Manon is present. Um, I didn't know... Mm. I don't know <laughs> how... Like, it's cool... But I don't know how much I think their mates is more. Maybe they just like care about each other a That's lot. That's what I think. Like I don't agree other. with the theory. Yeah, I don't think they're mates. It's just more. I think they probably just really love each other. I and, think it's like you know. You know, I think it's like the meant to be sort of thing, but like not exactly. mates. Like not mates in the same sense that like. Yeah. The other characters are mates, and I mean. The way that Aelin says, like, that was a test. Maybe it was a test just to see if Dorian really, like, cared about Manon or whatever. Yeah, because maybe she was like, oh, he'd never admit it, like, but, like, that was a test or whatever. Like, I think it was more Mm -hmm. meant in that. Like, I don't agree with the theory personally. 
Mm. Like, I will admit but that it's fun is, to put in there. It's fun, but I don't agree with it just because I'm like, they're not fae. Neither of them are fae. Like, mm. I don't, that's, yeah. I don't think that witches can have mates. No, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> like, I think that it's just like, I don't know. Like, even like, Oh, I think they're we're just in love. Like people just <laughs> like. I feel like honestly, in Sarah J. Moss universe, like a, everyone yeah, needs every couple to be mates. When in my opinion, exactly. like sometimes there's it's cooler really when they're weird, not. Yeah, and I mean I don't blame them, but there's this weird stigma in the Sarah J. Moss world that in order to be like the end game couple, they have to be mates, and I get it because Sarah J. Moss in every book she's like. The mating bond is so rare. Sometimes people don't even find their mate. And then literally, like, two chapters later, I found my mate. And so, <laughs> and so I get it. But it's, like, I do think that Dorian and Manon are meant to be that example of, like, mates don't exist for everyone. And you can, ju- yeah. you can still find your true love, even though you're not mates. So, for sure. Yeah, and like, I don't think that they're mates, but no, it's neither a cool do I. It's a it's a cool theory. Like, it's definitely, it's a cool theory for sure. Like, um, mm-hmm. but I don't agree with it. Yeah. Okay. Your turn. I have, I have one for six of crows. So Ooh, six of crows spoilers. Yes, yeah, six of crows, crooked kingdom spoilers. This one has. This person basically full on said what they think is going to happen in the third book, which I feel like is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then basically it says Bar- Bardugo- Lee Bardugo has said that she has plans for a third Six of Crows book, but way down the line. I think she will get into it after the sequels for King of Scars and what's NH? Do you know what NH is? No. Okay. And then, well, it says KOS and NH. And. Since she's now an executive producer, her time might also be divided between Netflix and Amazon series and writing books. That's true. She might not even have enough time to, like, write books as much as she did in the past. Yeah. Um, and then about about my theory, I think book three will be about the mysterious Council of Tides facing off against Kaz. Kaz's chapter ended with a very clear threat to his criminal empire. You do not want the Council of Tides as an enemy, young man. None of your shipments will ever leave port again. We will flood Fifth Harbour. And then Kaz replies, By all means do. I don't own shares in Fifth Harbour anymore. You want to stop my shipments? You'll have to stop every boat coming in and out of the harbour. I'm not a merch. I don't charter, chi- I don't charter ships and register trade manifests. I'm a thief and a smuggler. Trying to catch hold of me and you'll find you're trying to hold air. Um, and then basically there's that whole scene of like, um, oh, and then also one of the tide makers did end up showing up. Oh, I remember in that scene where Inej was like on top of the freaking like building while that assassin bitch was like oh, trying yeah. to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then the tide maker came and they're like, oh my god, it's a tide maker. Like, we've never seen one of these before. <laughs> and then he, he asked and was like, do you know how easy it is to drown? And then, and then Kaz basically responded with, try me, bitch. <laughs> I do remember that scene me. now that you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. And so, honestly, and she has, like, a, a more stuff, and it was, like, and then, um, oh, and then, of course, this scene where Captain says, try me, I'll spread sickness around every one of your towers, and then Tidemaker was, like, they wouldn't dare, this country would sink were it not for us, and then, eventually, the Tidemaker also ends up going on and saying, we won't forget this, Kazbrecker, one day you'll regret your insolence, so I think, like, for sure, that's gonna come back when looking yeah, at Yeah, for sure, I honestly think that there's... It's been brought up so many times. Like, even, like, I, like, I remember that, like, now that you say that, like, it was, like, a pretty big part of the book. I do hope with the next Six of Crows books that it's not as much drama as Crooked Kingdom and Six of Crows was. Not to say that, like... (laughs) Your fangirl just wants them, wants you to see them, like, all go eat waffles for a whole book together. Like, talk about the weather. Like, I understand that, like... You know, it's not going to be, like, sunshine and rainbows and Ketterdam or anything, but I, you know, I don't want them to be, like, on the brink of death every five seconds in this new book. Like, <laughs> I feel like the, no. the point of it being is, like, 
so many years down the line is hopefully maybe things have settled at least a tiny bit <laughs> for well, at least some this, of the characters. The theory is really cool. It basically says that they think there's going to be a lot more drama, but they think that when we return to the Six of Crows, it's going to be really cool because they'll be all like a more grown up. And so yeah. they'll all be like adults coming back to doing what they did as teenagers and it'll be like a little bit of a reunion, a weird reunion of being like, oh, we're doing like crime again. And people like this girl says that maybe like Wylan and Jasper return, Wylan and Jasper like return as business partners mm-hmm. of Kaz since Inej is now captain of her own ship and like Inej will have to come back like via like her ship or whatever. Nina will be like, I don't know if I want to come back because last time I came back, like I lost someone that I really loved about and all of this. And so... Mm-hmm. And then basically the whole story is the reason that they'll have to come back. This series says is like the tide makers are literally gonna try and sink Ketadam and be like, Yeet, bye guys. Honestly, I could see that. That would be cool. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. I think that'd be so cool. I would read this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I would too. I think that that would be so much so interesting to see them as adults. Yeah, I'd love to see them have, like, a really awkward reunion and Kaz would have to, like, round them all up like he did in the first book, but he's, like, older now, and so he's, like, also going to worry about adult stuff of, like, I don't know, just, like, maybe his leg is a bit worse. He's, like, oh, my God, my back hurts, guys. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not as as agile. What was that? Are Kaz and Inej together in this theory? Like, are they a couple? Well, I mean... It doesn't really discuss, but it says that Kaz is still in Ketadam and Inej is on a ship. So maybe they kind of like parted ways and they'll have to reunite and they'll be like, oh my God, I still love you. We can finally And maybe Inej, how funny would this be? Inej is like older and she can't actually do as much of her ninja skills anymore because like she's always <laughs> on the ship. So she hasn't really practiced them in a while. And she's like, yeah, it's been a while since I've like yeeted on top of buildings and like, you know, it's been a we- minute. welded knives. So... Oh, I'm a little bit rusty. That'd be so cool. And now she's like older, so like she's not as like sexy anymore. And she'll but she'll still have the confidence. And she's like, I'll get us into the club, guys. Like, they'll let me in. Bodyguard. <laughs> like, I'm not interested. Like, go away. Nina goes through a whole like identity crisis. Oh my god. <laughs> I can't. I just think it'd be such a good book, writers. and I really hope they do. I really I really hope that she does a third book and it's soon because I really, I, I just want to read this third book, you know? For sure. I feel like the third book, like, has potential to be, like, the final hurrah or, or kind of. Yeah. Like, which we, I think would be really cool to read because especially if it, I almost think it's cool that it's not going to come for a long time because I would love for it to be, almost be a thing of, like, I almost forget about Six of Crows and then she comes out with it and they're all a little bit older and you're like, oh, I read this as a teenager, but you'll still be able to relate to it because it's, like, they're adults now and you're like, oh, this is so cool. Yeah, honestly, I, I think that that would be very... I think it'd be very interesting, for sure. Hmm. Well, this wasn't so much as a theory. Well, it kind of was. I agree with the theory. Like, it would be so cool if this happened. I definitely added my own little things into that. You added your so, own little theory onto the theory? Yeah, I did a bit. This person has no username. I almost, like, gave them... I wanted to, like, give them a shout-out, but there's, like, no username. That's the problem, but, honestly, is there's, like, just these random... I know, there's just these random people. And honestly, if they had, like, usernames, I would go, like, follow them and be like, can you elaborate more on this theory for me? Because uh-huh. they just are nameless. And yeah. so... Me and Nameless on Reddit, like, really, <laughs> we slapped with this theory today. You really did slap. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Okay, did you, your turn. I guess I'll go. I guess. So, this one's about the infernal devices. And <gasps> oh, yes, we actually, <laughs> <laughs> we actually, you and I came, well, mostly you, um, came up with this one last night, and I've been thinking about it ever since. This just blew my blew my mind, so I had to share with the. Oh, listeners. I don't even remember. <laughs> um, well, it was when we were talking about. Okay, spoiler alert! Like major spoiler alert for the Infernal Devices, guys. Like, so like the all, whole series, just the leave. whole series. You know, okay. So we all know that, like, we've got Tessa's kids in Chain of Gold, right? 
Mm-hmm. And I was kind of really discussing, I was like, because I read Chain of Gold, but Olivia didn't, but I, like, told her a bunch about it, because... Yeah. Why not? Anyway, and so... It was really very weird to read, because I feel like Tessa really was, like, a very, like, absentee parent. Like, she really didn't give, like, a shit. Like, oh, you remember yeah. this Yeah, I really, I really went hard you with really this You really popped one. off. I, I surprised myself with this. <laughs> yeah, so Tessa, she was just, like, honestly, like, it was very interesting because, like, okay, this is where spoilers are going to come in. So, like, seriously, if you're still here, why are you still here? If yeah, you like, have not read the fun. Infernal Device. So, like, <laughs> Will is very much like the strict parent, which is so bizarre. So incredibly bizarre. Because Mm. Will was always, like, the very careless teenager. And Tessa was always the one who was, like, Will. Like, we need to be proper. Like, call me by my Christian name. (laughs) Or don't call me by my Christian name. Like, all this stuff, right? Why did that sound like, oh, you know, the the book, Don't Call Me By, or Call Me By Your Name. Why does that feel like a really weird parody of that? Don't (laughs) call me by my Christian name. (laughs) She said that in so many times. And, like, it was just, like, it was just so strange. And so, like, she just honestly, like, didn't care what the kids are doing. And basically, Olivia was saying, she was like, well, maybe she knows, because, like, Tessa's immortal, obviously, right? And But her children are mortal, and, you know, she goes on to outlive her children, as discussed in the Clockwork Princess epilogue. But, like, Olivia basically said, like, maybe the reason why she doesn't get so close to the kids and has a very hard time connecting with her children is she knows she's gonna have to watch them die yeah and i just i don't like that <laughs> I like, i'm like agreeing with this and i'm like yeah that's a great theory and i like made it up but yeah she because uh, when you think about it it's what a traumatic thing to know like that she would love obviously every i'm not a mother but i feel like every mother when they look at their kid they're like i will protect this little child with my life and so but like maybe she doesn't want to get too involved in it though because she knows that she only gets a certain amount of time with them and it's gonna like be so much more she has a choice to like make the grieving process like less painful and so she's like well I'm gonna choose less pain obviously and just be a distant from them and I'll let like Will have the I'll let like Will be the dad that he wants because that will be like fulfilling for his like mortal life but for me like I gotta I gotta keep living after this so I just genuinely feel like that was like so very it was big brain of me really big brain yeah and I'm sure yeah I feel like that would be something that Cassandra Clare would take into consideration. I don't know. Well, it just seemed very weird to me how, like, distant she was from her kids. Like, Will was always running around being like, what are you guys doing? Like, what are you up to? Like, and fair enough. Like, his kids were little shits. Mm. Like, fair enough. He was constantly being like, what are you doing? This sounds dangerous. Like, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. like, he wasn't wrong. But then, like, Tessa was, like, always, like, nowhere to be found. Like, literally absolutely and nowhere. Like, it- and then Tessa's like, if they die, they die. Because for her, maybe if they die earlier, it's like, well, let's rip off the Band-Aid now. <laughs> I hope she's not thinking that. No. I think it's just like, and like the kids, like, because a lot of the book is told from the kids' perspective. And I really feel like the kids never really, like, they had all these stories of Will and stuff. But, like, they never really talked about anything they ever did with Tessa, which I did find to be a bit strange does it really do be sounding like the fucking like surrogate mother like no she's not even like <sighs> present she's just like yeah i gave birth to them but they're that's not my enough. children <laughs> that's a i did my job okay yeah Leave me alone. i don't know it was very mm. very interesting <laughs> i know anyway do you have, do you have another Another theory that you would like to... I didn't know how to to respond to you because I was like, that's a great theory. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I wonder who came up with that. That's just, like, really cool. Last night. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, this one is random. It 
there isn't any like evidence to it. But it's a cool Thor. It's kind of like your Dorian and Manon one. Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 I see. So this person says, you know, oh, wait. And what if Emran betrays them all in future books? And what if Nesta is the one that, f- like, figured this out? And that's, like, why they were, like, fighting or whatever. That's, like, what happened. But no one believes her or doesn't want to believe her. So she has to, like, look Reese right in the eye and, like, really get vulnerable and do something that she doesn't... The last thing that she would want to do is, like, let someone into her mind, I feel like. So, especially yeah. Reese. And so oh. she has to go through something and be like, Reese, like, look in my mind. I'm telling the truth. And then Reese has to, like, go through her memories and learn oh. the truth. But when he goes through the memories, he, like, learns a bunch of other stuff, too. Oh. And he's like, oh, my God. That's... Like, I feel like... Wow. Yeah. I feel like that's that'd be... It's a cool thing. Like, I feel like that would be very entertaining. Do you think she would rather... Pick Farrah to go through her memories or Reese to go through her memories. <laughs> I feel like no, I feel like maybe they she could do it so it's like only Reese is powerful enough to like go through it or something like that. Like I don't well, know because Farrah can go through people's memories, but she she struggles like navigating them. I find. I guess that's true. I guess she maybe didn't have enough practice, but I was I was just wondering like if you think that she had a choice. Maybe she would choose Reese because she's like, there's shit about Feyre in there that I don't think she's ready to accept yet. Like, uh, or whatever. Yeah, that's true. Well, I've seen the tales. Like, I think she'd pick Reese, but... um, I think she'd pick Reese too. She'd be like... I feel like, weirdly, it would probably end up being a very selfless thing that she would pick Reese and be like, I don't want Feyre to, like, go through this. Like, this would be traumatic for her. And I think she <laughs> would be like... Maybe, like, they just started rebuilding their relationship and it was like, this would literally... Destroy everything. Destroy everything. <laughs> like, every bad thought I've ever had about fairs and they're like, no. Literally, Ray spends 20 minutes just going through all the bad thoughts Nessa's had about people. It's like, <laughs> holy shit. Oh, like and maybe that's like... of her brain. And maybe, like, hey, this is like, we're really taking this one line, but, like, here's kind of my thoughts. Because remember how we talked about how, like, it's not coincidental that, you know, like, Reese and Nesta have the same trauma, and it's going to be something that, like, comes back up. You know what I mean? <gasps> yes. Just wait. I Let really me, can't know where you're going. This. Yeah, but I'm still going to say it. Yeah. And I think it would be really interesting if that's, like, how Reese found out about, like, what happened to her. But, like, he, mm. like, very quickly, he's, like, and it, like, pushes that thought away because he's, like, I don't need to know that. But, like, he gets the gist. Like, you would get the gist. I was almost thinking, like, maybe he would accidentally come across it and then maybe he had, like, a freaking PTSD attack or something. <gasps> or that. I was, okay, and I was be like, say, oh my god, like, I'm freaking out, say, guys. Like, I was like, gonna say, like, either that or, like, he finds it and he's, like, just, like, doesn't say anything. But then, like, a little while later, they just happen to be just, like, the two of them and, like, passing by each other, like, in the kitchen or something. And he's just, like, like, hey, like, I'm not trying to be, like, a dick. Like, I won't tell anyone, like. Mm. but he's like I'm here if you need to talk like I know what you're going through and then basically they just kind of like part ways and then Ness is like interesting that would <laughs> I would always live just for the co- comedic like awkwardness that would happen after that incident <laughs> of like Nessa and Reese being like we fucking hate each other but now like you know everything about me so that's fun yeah <laughs> um but, yeah, that would be Even very then, interesting. I yeah. want that to happen. That'd be so cool. Wow. Mm. And I feel like with Emran betraying, like I didn't like this series because I was like, I stand Emran. I don't want to like be a yeah. traitor or in the end. But then I was like, maybe like Emran doesn't really. It maybe it could be like a cool betrayal in the sense of maybe she just doesn't. It really shows like maybe her vulgar side where she's like, I don't give a shit about you guys. Like I don't think or... you. I told you guys this like. Or for so many years or whatever. Like, a bit like Manon. Or, or, maybe it just, like, seems to, like, that she's betraying them. But, like, it Mm. turns out it's actually, like, for, like, the greater good. You know what I mean? But, like, Nesta, like, really thinks that, like, Amran's betraying the whole clan right now. And, like, then, like, re-sees her memories and is like, you know what? That does look suspicious. You're right, Nesta, but then... 
I don't know. But that's a cool theory. I approve. 10 out of 10. I kind of approve of it, too. Yeah, I feel like it's cool. We really elaborated on it. And I feel but like that's what it made better. it cool. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, if I was reading this, I'd be like, this is incredible. This is incredible. <laughs> so we can stare on the phone 10 right out now. Of 10. <laughs> okay. I have another one that's, like, kind of similar in the sense it's like, it was literally just, like, one line. But, like, I don't know why. There's absolutely no explanation. Mm-hmm. But, like, it just... I don't know why it makes sense. And I know you haven't... This is Throne of Glass. And I know you haven't... And some spoiler, minor spoilers. But, like, I know you haven't read these two together yet. But mm-hmm. I saw this theory that was, like... I wonder if Dorian and Yurin are Karenum. And I was like, that's Dorian cool. and Yurin? Yes. That's fun. I know. Isn't it fun? Like, it's absolutely no rationale except for the fact that they did, like, fight together at the end of Kingdom of Ash. And they did pull off some badass stuff together, like, almost to the point where you're like, hmm, could that be a single person's magic? I don't know. Oh. But... It was I, like, I forgot that they hinted that you I forgot that Yurin was gonna end up having magic. Like they hinted at it, but I Well like, because she was about. a healer, right? And the healer yeah. had magic. But like she just like I don't know. I just thought that that was very bizarre. I like that. I like it too. And it would make because sense. I because I can also see it. Like those two personalities being very like compatible in the way that a Karenum is. Well and, and I also, feel like how cool would it oh, be sorry, if continue. like Oh, sorry. I feel like how cool would it be if, like, a couple years later they kind of, like, think back to the battle and they're like, how did I do that shit? Like, <laughs> and then they're like, oh, what happened to that, like, Yurin chick or that Dorian dude? Like, he was actually, like, really helpful on the battlefield, you know? Well, and the thing is, is, like, Dorian and Kale are so connected. And then with Kale and Yurin also being so connected as well. I feel like yeah, it would be, like... Cute. That's cute. I like it. Anyway, it was just like a one-liner. Absolutely no evidence to prove it. But, like, I liked it. And I wanted to include it. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's cute. I like that. That's a really wholesome theory. I know. I'm like, like, why are Aelin and Rowan the only ones that get to be caring them? None of these other magic wielders get to care care them? Like, you know? (laughs) Yes. Yes. For sure. No, that was cute. Okay, I came across a (laughs) theory. You're welcome. (laughs) I came across this, and I don't fully understand it, but I feel like it is cool somehow because it's like a big thing. So it's like, oh, and this was written by at Prop Shop Hannah. So thank you at Prop Shop Hannah. (laughs) (laughs) You know when Reese was shot with the arrows, and then how in the yeah, and then how in the third book it's based off of Snow White. When Feyre healed Reese, one of the arrows was missing. What if the arrow, having Reese's blood on it, was taken to put him under a curse or the arrow, having his blood was used to open the gates to the prison since his blood is key to the gates? Like, what is... I feel like uh-huh. I'm missing something here because I'm like, what's the prison? And I then think someone that, like, else... the prison that the bone carver was at, right? Oh. Oh. <laughs> Okay, I feel like maybe because this was written, like, like before under- Wall came out, and it was, like, how did they even open that prison? I forget. Pharaoh was probably oh. just, like, I, I just, like, fly, you know, I, like, got some of Reese's blood on the side. Here it is. <laughs> but that's kind of, like, that's kind of interesting, though, that, like, Reese's yeah. blood could be used for, like... Exactly. And then, like, the, sorry, the theory was, like, responded to it. It's, like, I... I, like, I had the same suspicion about the prison. I posted something about it a few... Oh, wait, no. They were plugging themselves there. Like, why would Mass tell us the gate is keyed to him? Like, we know he can't get anyone out of the prison. But if you have blood and the cauldron, it has got to be possible. Yeah. So, we... That's something that... I feel like that's another thing that might be elaborated on later. How he's, like, keyed to the prison. I forgot about that. 
I feel like everyone forgets like how powerful Reese is, honestly, and they're like, oh, he's just like this guy for like who like simps for Feyre. I'm like, I don't think y'all understand. Like, most powerful high lord who? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think I was talking to you about it even the other day, and I was like, you know, I forget that Reese literally has the ability to just like snap his fingers and then he shatters like people's minds and they just flop dead. Like, I forgot Those that. around him really do have a lot of trust in him, don't they? <laughs> like, I know. <laughs> like, I imagine the inner circle's, like, intrusive thoughts would be, like, Reese could literally kill you any second like, now. And right you even now. Realize. Like, like <laughs> right now. Like, I feel like those are their intrusive thoughts. <laughs> why do I say that's something that I could definitely see Nesta talking about? Like, why did none of you care that, like, you literally are best friends with a dude that's could kill you in like two <laughs> milliseconds like why am i the only one worried about this <laughs> why am i the only one who's like got questions related to this like yes that's cool um, though yeah interesting i don't know so we got i didn't really know if that was a theory but i was like it was more just re- reminding us of the fact that Re- maybe that will come back later Reese's key to the prison because i completely yeah. forgot about that i think i still have so many questions about the prison so honestly i wouldn't be surprised because i know like I, the prison's like... definitely gonna come back i feel like like for sure whether it be like they release all the prisoners and they're like fight for us to you and then, oh, even something, Gee. oh, it could be, like, a lobby, guys. like, <laughs> me as a political leader, fight for us, Tee. <laughs> That's cool. Okay. Very, very interesting theories that we have. Okay. I have another Akatar one. The, yeah, I feel like the Akatar ones are the best ones, because, like, because the series, the series is still so incomplete. It's, like, in the middle, so it's, like, really perfect. Yeah, exactly. Perfect time for theories. Okay. So, here we go. So, I know, like, we talked about this, I think, last night. I'm not sure. But basically, we were talking about the fact that, like, about the relationship potential between Azriel and Eris. Remember we were talking oh. about that? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I love that. Yeah. Like, it's such a fun, it's such a fun theory. Like, because I feel like that would be a, the real enemies to lovers. <laughs> the real. <laughs> it's, I always feel like it's as if, like, Akatar made red, white, and royal blue for some reason. No, it would be way worse than that because, like, in red, white, and royal blue, they hated each other for such, like, a petty little grievance. But in this, like, didn't Azriel like, beat him up at a, the High Lord meeting? <laughs> oh, yes. That's so They've true. They've got some, like, unspoken drama between the two of them. Oh, my God. And a like, quarter civil flames is actually about Azriel and Eris. Like, <laughs> we, think, we think it's about Nessian, but halfway through we realize this is a gay love story. Honestly, I would think that that would be so interesting because I feel like the whole inner circle would be pissed. You know what I mean? And he'd be like, why can't you guys just be happy for me for once? Like, I just, like, I finally found someone. And they'd be like, okay, but anyone else? Like, anyone else? And he'd be like, well, sorry, this is who I like. And then they'd all have to, like, accept it because, like, Azrael's always supported them. (laughs) But they'd hate it. I, I mean, I just think, like, yeah, I just think, like, Azrael's gay in my head as of right now. Until I see, like, directly written on paper, like, he is in love with, like, a girl, I'm like, Azrael's gay. Well, because we were discussing this last night as well. We had a really good conversation last night. Perfect we had a great conversation last night. <laughs> Perfect for this podcast. But, like, so basically for, like, some context, because everyone's probably thinking, like, well, what about more? Don't worry. We've got it covered. We know. <laughs> We've got it covered. So we were t- talking about the fact that, like, I feel like Azriel's like, love for more is definitely not as, like, a big deal as we were, like, made out to think it was. Because, like, even the other characters, so we only really saw that from Feyre's point of view and Feyre really thinking about that and Feyre being like, oh my gosh, Az is in love with more. But, like, we know Feyre is a little stupid. Sometimes. 
And I feel like she has a tendency to, like, potentially over-exaggerate maybe mm-hmm. what was happening between them. Because even when she brought it up to Reese, Reese was kind of like, I mean, like, yeah, like, I've seen him, like, look at her kind of like that. But, like, it's not a big deal. Like, it does not interfere with our, like, day-to-day lives fair. Like, stop making such a big deal out of this. Like, you know, and maybe Reese was just being, like, unobservant. But I really feel like this whole, like love story between Azriel and Moore is really not as big of a thing as, like, Pharaoh made it out I to agree. Be. Like, I think it's gonna end up being a thing of, like, Pharaoh, why do you care about this so much? Like, it's really not that big of a deal. And then, also, we discussed, like, the com- how funny it would be if, like, Moore told Azriel and she was like, as like, I-, I don't love you. Like, I'm gay. And then Azriel's like, yeah, I know. I, like, I thought I am I'm also gay. gay. Too. <laughs> I, thought, I thought we had like a mutual thing going to like put them off our trail. And he's like, wait, did you like come out to them? And <laughs> I was like, well, yeah. And he's like, wait, I thought we we're going to do that together. Like, Honestly, like, I think that it's, I don't know. Like, I think that, like, I'm not denying that he doesn't like love her. Like, I think he does love her in like the sense that he would probably like go down like dying to protect her. Yeah, Because, sure. like, you know, like, they've lived together for how long? Like, they've been family. But I don't think, like, I maybe he used to love her like that before he, like, came to terms with, like, his, him, like, his sexuality. But I don't mm. think he loves her like that anymore. In my yeah. opinion. This is and really maybe, like, theory. yeah. And then I also, like, added on... Because last night I was just, I was just a really great theorist last night. What can I say? I added on to the thing of like, um, how maybe the reason why Az was like so angry that Cassian slept with more was he wasn't really angry at them. He was angry at himself. He was like, why am I like, why do I not care about this? Like, like if I like, because I feel like he was trying to convince himself that he loved more. And then when like Cassian slept with her, he's like, I should be pissed. Like, why yeah. am I not pissed? Like, Yeah, exactly. And that's what he was actually pissed about. And then more, last thing, we also came with like the comic, the comic relief of more potentially being like, wait, so you don't find me attractive at all? Like she, this thing that she's relied on as like an <laughs> ego booster for so long was actually all false. And she's like, Wait, you're telling me, like, I'm not Heather? Like, I, like, am not, like, being obsessed over 24-7 by you? And yeah, like, like no, he'd be, I don't even find you attractive. Like, she'd more. be like, she'd be like, so, like, I'm, like, but, okay, you're gay, but, like, am I attractive? Well, th- n- not to me, because I'm gay. Okay, but, like, if you, like, if, if you were straight, would you think I was attractive? <laughs> and yeah. I'd be like, why do now? you care? Yeah. Like, why do you care more? And she'd be like, I don't, I don't. I just, like... I, it's totally fine. I, I, it doesn't bother me at all. <laughs> Five minutes later, shows up in, like, the freaking sexiest thing that she owns. Do you find me attractive now? Be honest. <laughs> <laughs> More, aren't you also, like, into girls? Like, why do you care if I think you're <laughs> That's besides the point. That's besides the point, Azriel. Just answer the question, like... <laughs> I think that that would just be so funny because after, like, so long of, like, more being, like, I'm just so worried, like, I'm going to ruin his life when I come out. Yeah. Wouldn't that be, like, the best anticlimactic thing ever, though? She spent, like, 500 years being, like, panicked (laughs) that she's going to ruin this boy's whole career when she comes out. And then, like, he's not even going to care. Anyway, that's so silly. I love that. Anyway. What a silly theory. What a silly theory. I have two more Akatar ones and then I think like I'm done. Okay. <laughs> then I think my digging through these theories is done for the day. My job's done for the day. Um, Let's hear so them. the next one is Nesta is the sixth mortal queen. I've seen stuff like this before, I'm not gonna lie, it's pretty cool. I like it. Like there's no proof. It no. the thing on Tumblr literally says Nesta is the sixth mortal queen. I'm like oath i'm like truth (laughs) and i just feel like it's so cool because she i feel like it would make sense because um she was talking to them a lot like through the um when like fair was away and she had to like coerce them a little bit Mm -hmm. so i could definitely see it happening of like she um, I could definitely see it happening of her being like, yeah, they like initiated me into the squad, like while you guys are doing Faye business. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, also, that would be so yeah. cool. 
it would be so cool. And then also it could, I feel like they could be exciting to explore if that was actually the case because then she could be like, um, those bitches like betray, like they made me the sixth mortal queen, but then like they also betrayed me and dunked me and Nestor and uh, me and Elaine into like the cauldron first or whatever, maybe. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, yeah. Because it was them that did that. Yeah, it was them that did that. Yeah. And then also, like, how did they know that where they were? Like, how did they know, like, how to get there? All of that. I don't know. I feel like the Mortal Queens is such a big question mark as well, honestly. Um, she was saying, like, I heard these rumors that she was going to write an entire book just about the Mortal Queens. And I kind of hope she doesn't do that. Because in my personal opinion, mm-hmm. that'd be boring as hell. But. I don't know. I feel like she could make it really scandalous. I just put, like, like a feel lesbian like, couple in there. I don't know. I just feel like I don't care enough about like if like the inner circle wasn't involved. I don't think I'd care. Like oh, okay. Like, I, see it. I think I would still read it just because I'm very interested in like the whole politics of that. Maybe like that would be fascinating. I mean, maybe but, if it was like one of the last books, like the second to last book, and I was already read how many books of the series, and like I was. You know, like, I mean, I'm sure she'd still make it, yeah, like, I'm sure she'd still make it, like, a good book, but, like, there's other characters I'd rather see books from first, but, like, I do hope she, like, as much as I don't want, like, a whole book about the mortal queens, I really hope she does, like, delve into that storyline, whether, like, Nesta's related to that or not, Mm. you know, like, regardless. Yeah, yeah. Mm, I don't know. It's just a cool thing to think about. And then. It's cool. Yeah, then the second one, it was actually, I found another person literally posted the exact same theory that I was talking about, that they're, like, related to an ancient bloodline, but this is just more proof for it, weirdly. Like, I think it's crazy that we just found so much proof in such a little time. And basically, when Feyre and Cassian, I think, they go visit the Carver, and we find out the Carver's sister is, like, the serial or whatever... Yeah, that was like uh, such an unexpected plot twist, but I oh was living for it. Really? And, and, yeah. And anyway, um, she the carver says something, and it's clever that Fae Warrior, her bloodline is long gone now, though a trace still runs through some human line. And that's then so cool. The, yeah, but then the theory is, well, then maybe Nesta, Feyre, and Elaine were part of that human line. Like, that, tr- a trace still runs through that hu- some human line. Like, maybe they were part of that, and maybe, like, her mother was, like, part of that human line, and that could explain maybe why, as Faye, they're so... They seem to have, like, more power, and then also it's explaining, like, maybe that's why Feyre, like, was able to just be naturally skilled, like capturing the cereal and then maybe that's why like Nesta was immune to like the fae magic and um and all of this and then also like how why they turned into some more things and um, honestly their mother's storyline is so sketchy it's so sketchy that mother Uh, like knows some shit for sure that she just never told anyone yeah so I'm really interested to see like how did that the mother goes. die or did she run yeah, away? Yeah, she I died. Feel... Okay. Quote, unquote. She died. Yeah, I was just thinking that. I was like, she died. I <laughs> Liar. I don't believe it. Liar. That's a cool theory, Everyone though. Everyone crying at the mother's funeral. Me and Lily. Bitch. Liar. Bitch. What Absolute a bitch. Absolute lies. <laughs> wow. What a good performance. Like... <laughs> oh, my God. Everyone's like, when you're at a funeral, I'm like, yeah, she thinks she's so clever. She thinks she's so clever being dead. Being dead. Look at her. Like, pretending to be dead. <laughs> holding her breath. Idiot. Silly. notice. Yeah. Okay. Well, those are some really solid theories. I'm very impressed. Like, I, like, feel like I have so much knowledge and then all these things are not going to happen. And I'm going to throw hands. I feel like we should... Um, do more of these episodes. It could be fun. I think we should do more of these episodes, especially for Akatar. Especially like I think we should do one right before Quarter Silver Flames comes out. Or mm. like all of our theories for Quarter Silver Flames. Because see, the thing is, I feel like I've read so much Sarah J. Moss. Like I'm getting good at it. Like yeah. When the whole like when I was reading Crown of Midnight, I was like, oh, I know where this is ending. Like I know exactly. Like I have this theory, and she better do it. And guess what? She did it. And that happened to me one other time, but I can't tell you because you haven't read the scene yet. 
but it's happened. I feel like we and have so, one to like look for a little bit. And so I'm doing the Akatar reread before like a Court of Silver Flames comes out. So I think it'd be like even more cool to do one like after that. So yeah, yeah. No, I I'm excited. So. I feel like we could do one of these like when I finish Throne of Glass. Well. <gasps> like, oh. Yeah. All the like, are you excited? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because there's so many theories that I saw, but I couldn't say anything about. I mean, I could kind of feel a little bit of, like, frustration when you're, like, before was, we started recording. You're there's like, a bit I of have, resentment. I have, like, some Throne of Glass ones. Some. <laughs> I couldn't do all of them, though, because you're not finished yet. There so. Was, so you're I catching mean, on could, to the resentment. I'll make it up to you that way. Oh, no, I'm so... I'm well, I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. Um, subscribe to the send podcast because apparently there'll yeah. be more. And if you send us your fan theories, like Olivia was just saying before I interrupted her, <laughs> we can react to them. Yes, like tweet at us, comment. So tweet at us at two girls who read. Um, and then also pot, like go check out our podcast TikTok and like comment on some of our TikToks, like your fan theories. And we love, like, I don't know, I love fan theories. Me too. As you can tell from this episode, we really, we really, like, go hard on fan theories. We elaborate on that shit a lot. So let us know. Oh, my gosh. Follow us on TikTok at Two Girls Who Read Podcast. And, um, yeah, also let us know any other podcast TikTok. Oh, wait, no, podcast, podcast. topic ideas. Yeah, there you go. You got it. <laughs> That you guys I got there see, eventually. That you yeah, want to see but... in future episodes because we love taking your guys' ideas and making podcasts really, out of them. Yeah, we really take your ideas and run with them. So thank you all so much for, for you know, listening. Follow, subscribe, rate us. All those things. All, the, um, all that jazz. Yeah. Yeah, and we will see you guys next week. Next Wednesday. Next Wednesday. (laughs) Bye. Bye.